um, I just want to explain a little bit of, of what I'm doing because when we have prayer time, my wife gets really uncomfortable when I, you know, don't end the prayer and we just sit in silence like we did for like almost a whole song. Why am I doing that? Because prayer is an act of worship, okay? You don't have to pray every time, but in a crowd this size, um, I, I feel like the Lord is worthy than more than three of us speaking something out. And I get it that you don't feel like it. I, you know what? Uh, there's times I don't feel like it. Um, and there's times I don't feel like preaching. <laughs> and sometimes it just flows and it's great and it's awesome. And sometimes I just got to do it. And sometimes as I'm doing it, God begins to do a work in me. So I just want to let you know that, okay? I'm not saying that every person has to pray, but I just feel like God's worthy, okay? And so sometimes it means some of us pushing ourselves. And for some of us, we just talk all the time and it's no problem. But for some of us, we got to push ourselves. I'm one of those people that has to push myself, okay? So I just want to let you know what, what, what I'm doing there, okay? Okay, is that it's an act of worship, and I just want to honor the Lord in that. This morning, I want to talk about staying on the straight and narrow. That's one of those things that we hear, you know, stay on the straight and narrow. And the idea is that we would not get off the path the Lord has for us. Scripture speaks about the path of following the Lord as being narrow. But this idea of it being straight can be really confusing. The idea is that we stay focused on Jesus and we keep moving towards Him. But where we can get messed up is where we begin to think that a life of following Jesus is a straight path. And I just want to say to you this morning that as we look in Scripture, you're going to find that that's not the case. And if you have that false idea, you're going to get really discouraged in your life. Because here's the reality. As you follow Jesus, what He's going to do because He has this goal in mind. And the goal is to form Christ in us. To form Christ in us. Scripture says that God is holy and God wants to form holiness in us. Scripture teaches us that we are born with a flesh that is rebellious to God. So even if you are a, uh, quote, good person, all right, in, in, um, in society, people look at you and think, oh, yeah, that's a good person. You're not holy, okay? You're not, in comparison to Jesus, we are not holy. And if we love the Lord and He loves us, what Scripture teaches is that He's going to create a path in our life that is conducive to forming Christ in us. And I want to tell you right now, that's not an easy path. So if you have this idea that if you love Jesus, you're just going to keep walking this nice straight path, you're not going to have bumps, you're not going to have obstacles, you're going to get really confused. Because in reality, if you're following Jesus, what your path is going to look like is it's going to take some sharp, unexpected turns. Why? Obstacles are going to come your way. Obstacles are going to come your way that you just can't mow over and you can't just walk over. In order to maneuver around the obstacle in your way, you're going to have to seek direction. Direction like you've never sought it. You're going to have to seek strength from the Lord. Why is He doing all that? Because He wants to form Christ in you. What does that mean? Christ was completely surrendered and submitted to the Father. 
And that's what He wants to bring about in our life. And my hope and my prayer is that this will encourage you. Because the fact is, the Scripture we're going to look at this morning tells us that if God loves you, your path's not going to be easy. That in actuality, you're going to have obstacles in your path because of the love of the Lord. Because sometimes what we can do is we can look at people who are not following the Lord and we can say, Lord, why does their life appear to be so easy? Because He's not trying to form Christ in them. This is all they have. But if you love the Lord, He wants to form Christ in you. And that means that your path is going to be not so straight. Now we want to keep our eyes on Jesus and we want to keep moving towards Him. But understand this, as we walk this life out, we are going to have unexpected obstacles in our path. And here's the other idea that, that, that I want to share with you. Scripture teaches, we're going to look at one this morning, that talks about God's discipline. And when we hear the word discipline, what we oftentimes think is, oh, you did something wrong, I'm going to correct that. Well, that's not the complete idea of what discipline is. Because we also have discipline in which, as I talked about earlier, we just push ourselves, okay? And why are we doing that? Because we did something wrong? No, because of the fruit that discipline brings about. You know, if you are being disciplined in your eating, why are you doing that? Well, because it brings about a fruit in your life that is good. Are you disciplining your eating because you're, you know, a bad person? No, you're disciplining because it brings something out that's good. Well, in the same way, God is going to discipline you. And it doesn't mean that God is saying, oh, you're, you're, you're so bad. Because that, that's, again, that's where the enemy wants to go. He wants you to feel like, oh, why do I have all these obstacles in my life? God must really be mad at me. No, not at all. God loves you. And God wants you to walk in the freedom and the joy that it is to walk in the Spirit. And in order for you to walk in the Spirit, He knows you've got to be set free from this flesh inside of you. And, and the deal is, is that unless we have obstacles, what we tend to do is just to walk in the flesh. Because it's easy. You don't have to work at walking in the flesh. It comes naturally. But to walk in the supernatural, to walk in the Spirit, to walk in the freedom and the joy that it is to follow Jesus, you know what it means? Scripture tells us it means dying to the flesh, crucifying the flesh. Again, going back to what I was talking about at the very beginning, what it means is sometimes I've got to push myself because my flesh just wants to hang out. My flesh doesn't want to push, but God allows obstacles in my life so that I have to. The scripture I want to look at this morning is Hebrews chapter 12. Hebrews chapter 12. And I want to begin in verse 5. Verse 5 says this, And have you forgotten the encouraging words God spoke to you as His children? He said, my child, don't make light of the Lord's discipline and don't give up when he corrects you. For the Lord disciplines those he loves and he punishes each one he accepts as his child. Now, how do we make light of the Lord's discipline? 
The way that we make light of it is we don't give it attention. We just think, oh, these are just, you know, bad things happening in my life. But the reality is, is that God is allowing difficulties in your life so that you will turn to Him. And so that you will learn to trust Him. So that you will see that He is your deliverer. But if you take light the Lord's discipline, what you're going to do is, you're not going to turn to the Lord. You're just going to try to push your way through. Or you're just going to lay down and be like, oh well, this is my life. But when we take seriously the Lord's discipline, we say, Lord, what's this about? What's going on here? Lord, what do you want to do through this in me? That's when we take seriously the Lord's discipline and we receive what God wants to give through the difficulty that's in our life. But when we just get mad, or when we just say, oh, I don't deserve this, or we say, oh, I, yeah, I do deserve this, and you know, I just stink, and I'm, I'm just going to lay down, we don't receive what God wants to give us. But in reality, when we lean into God, and when we look to Him for His direction, and we look to Him as our deliverer, what we see is, we see God move in our life, and it does something in our soul. And what we do is, we learn to crucify and die to the flesh, and we learn to look to Him. Now you know, you probably know you're supposed to do that, but i got to tell you, there's a whole big difference between knowing that here and knowing it here and walking it out. And that's why God brings in real life stuff. It's not enough for us just to talk about it here. This week, you're going to go through stuff. You're going to go through stuff this week that you don't see coming. You went through stuff this last week that you did not see coming. And it's difficult. And, and you've got to push yourself. And you're just like, God, what's going on here? What, what, what do you want out of this? And it can be hard stuff. And it, it can be silly stuff. Silly stuff can just really send us off um, into a weird place. You know, one of the things I, I went through this week that's really kind of silly. So Nikki and I went to a pastor's retreat. It was really good. We got to spend time with other pastors and their wives, and they were from all over the U.S. And it was just so good to hear that we're all going through similar difficulties, and uh, it, just, it was just good for our souls. Now, the other part of this was it was on a ranch setting, and they got horses and all this. And so... what. What else would I want? I would be in heaven, right? But here was the difficult part. The difficult part is that most people that go to this ranch setting are city slickers. Like some of you here, you know? You don't know what a horse is. You don't know the front end from a back end. And so I'm standing in a group of people and they're talking to all of us the same way, you know? And it felt demeaning. And in order to get on the horse, they have you step onto this box. And I walked up and I said, are you kidding me? I said, they will take my buckle away if I step up on that box. <laughs> I get on the horse and they, they want to adjust my stirrups. And I'm like, just let me get down. Just let me do it. No, no, you stay there. This is what I do for the kids who come over. I adjust their stirrups. And I'm like, and he was just eating on me. And you know what I wanted to do? I wanted to just not do any more activities like that. I wanted to just be like, okay, that's just, I can't do this. 
And that sounds so simple, but here was the deal. There were things the Lord wanted to teach me and relationships that He wanted to form, and it was going to be shut off if I let my pride get in the way and I just went off and was by myself. And I had to push through it. You see what I'm saying? God was teaching me. There was a discipline moment right there. It's nothing big, okay, that anybody can see, but it's real. And the reality is God's saying, Kirk, are you going to humble yourself or are you going to walk in your fleshly pride? Now, that's not something that's, that's you know, we all look at and say, oh, that's terrible. Uh, you know, that, but it's real and it's something that God wants to form in me. It doesn't seem like it's a big deal, but in the moment it was. And it was hard. And I was teetering back and forth. And I didn't know which way to go. And my wife's looking at me like I'm crazy. Like, what? what? You know, because she doesn't care about that stuff. She just does what anybody tells her to do. But to me, it's like, oh, it's just, this, this is killing me. It can be things like that. Or it can be a, a sickness. You know, all of a sudden you find out there, there's something going on. And you're like, God... What, what do I do here? You're like, God, why me or why them? What, why not so-and-so? They're out there living like that, and it's, it seems like they have nothing going on. God wants us to come to the place where we say, okay, God, I, what, what do you want to do through this? We're not saying, oh, God, you caused this even, but we're saying, God, what do you want to do through this? How do you want me to handle this? Because God wants to work through these things. Verse 7 says this, as you endure divine discipline. And I want you to catch that, endure. There is an endurance to it, okay? Because once again, we get this false idea that if we follow Jesus, we're just going to walk in this favor, okay? Yeah, sometimes God gives us favor, but you know what? Sometimes He does the exact opposite. He removes favor, and He makes our path extra difficult. Why? So that Christ would be formed in you. So that you would turn to Him and you would not just, you know, walk the path that you're walking like others who are not following Him. He wants you to lean into Him. Remember that God is treating you as His own children. Whoever heard of a child who is never disciplined by its father? We pour into our kids. You know, I remember when our kids were young, some of you said... It's going to get worse. And we're like, whatever. There is nothing worse than changing diapers constantly and constantly screaming and constantly carrying them around. Well, I got to tell you what, teenagers. I'm enlightened. Wow. I mean, the energy that you pour in. And if you were to hear my prayers, okay, the percentage of my prayers mostly towards my kids. I mean, I'm pouring it in. Oh my God, protect them. God, redirect. You know? Because when they're little kids, you can just grab them by the hand and you can make them go where they should go, right? Well, when they get to teenagers, you can't do that. You know? Yeah, we got Life 360. We're tracking them, but, you know, I'm pretty sure Colt's leaving at one place and going another at times. I don't know. <laughs> but seriously, our heart is poured into them. But, do you do that for every child? Absolutely not. You, you can't. Okay? Now, God can, okay? But what He's saying here is He's given us a humanly picture. If you are His, 
This is what He does for you. He pours in energy. He's constantly thinking about your path. He's constantly thinking about how to direct you and, and to, so that your life is one in which you walk in freedom and you walk in the joy of the Spirit. But for those who are not His, they're just out there wandering around and worse yet, they're under the power of the enemy. So know this. When difficulties come your way and it's God's discipline, know that it's because He loves you. If God doesn't discipline you as He does all of His children, it means that you are illegitimate and not really His children at all. If God wasn't working in your life in that way, it would mean you weren't His child. Since we respected our earthly fathers who disciplined us, Shouldn't we submit even more to the discipline of the Father of our spirits and live forever? Because here's the deal. As much as I love my kids, I don't actually know what's always best. I'm shooting in the dark. All right? I, I've never had the kid that I've had, you know, and, and walk through what we're walking through now. It's, it's all new to me constantly. But not for God, okay? And, and I'm, I've got flesh in me, okay? And sometimes stuff comes out of me that's not good. But not with God. He's got my best in mind. He's perfect. And I can trust in that even when the path is like, ah, oh, it feels so chaotic. And it's like, God, what is going on here? Are you even watching? Yes, He is. He knows exactly what He's doing. For our earthly fathers disciplined us for a few years, doing the best they knew how. But God's discipline is always good for us. Always so that we might share in His holiness. So that we might share in His holiness. That's what's going on there. Okay? Because I've got all kinds of unholy places in me. And you know what? Many times I don't know them until an obstacle is thrown in my way. And something comes out of me and I'm like, whoa! <laughs> Gee, I didn't even know that was in me. I can't believe that I reacted like that. Or even if I'm able to hold my reaction in, I can't believe that those thoughts were going through my mind. What's God doing? God's pointing out some unholy places in your life. And the reality is, is that if you didn't know that, you couldn't deal with it. Think, for instance, about Peter. I, I, I come back to this a lot, but it's just such a great example. You know, Peter thought that he was super loyal to Jesus. He thought, you know, he was ready to die for Jesus, that he would never back down for Jesus. God allowed an event in his life where Jesus was to be crucified, and what Peter found out that within his heart was fear and disloyalty. And he was willing to abandon his Savior. God allowed that so that Peter could see it, so that God could deal with it and set him free of it. So that Peter could become what he actually wanted to become. But in order for that to happen, God had to bring events into his life to show it. And so right now, you've got difficult things that are coming at you, things that you didn't see. And you're going, what's going on here? Why is this going about? Because God wants to bring holiness in you. And there are places in your life that you don't even know are unholy. And what that means is they're not set apart for the Lord. Instead, they're set apart for you. <laughs> and it's about you and your flesh. And God wants to get rid of that. Why? Because those places bring, um, they bring slavery. When you follow your flesh, it brings slavery. 
Verse 11, no discipline is enjoyable while it's happening. None of it. Why do we go through it? It's painful. But afterwards, there will be a peaceful harvest of right living for those who are trained in this way. Uh, again, you know, spending time with the Lord, it's a discipline, okay? I mean, you got to say no to things. You got to, you know, get to bed, get some sleep, okay? You got to get up early or whenever it is you spend time with the Lord. It's a discipline. Why would you do it? Because of the fruit that comes out of it, that it's so good. And that if you don't, your, your heart is empty, your soul's empty, and um, yeah, you got to sleep a few more minutes, but man, you know, as you go walking through your day in the flesh, it's awful. It's worth the discipline to push yourself to spend time with the Lord, to gather with believers, to be involved in ministry, to serve, okay? To serve in ways that you're uncomfortable with. Why? Because God asked you to. It's worth it. It's worth pushing yourself. Now, this next one, here's where I want to get to the verse that begins to talk about the path. Verse 12 says, So, take a new grip with your tired hands and strengthen your weak knees. Mark out a straight path for your feet so that those who are weak and lame will not fall but become strong. Mark out a straight path. Take a new grip. If I'm walking a straight path, what am I gripping? Well, one of the things is that um, when God puts a mountain in your way, okay, guess what? You can't just walk right up it. When there's a mountain, you know what you have to do? You have to grab hold. And you're not only pushing with your legs, you're pulling. You ever feel like life is like that? I mean, sometimes, okay, it's nice, and you just feel like you're strolling. Yeah. But sometimes, woof, there's this mountain in front of you. You didn't see it coming. It's there. And in order to get over, you've got to grab hold. And that's what he's talking about there. You know, and here's something else that I found with the mountain, is that Oftentimes, in order to get over a mountain, you can't just go straight. You have to go around, okay? Because there's, there's hard places. You have to maneuver. And how do you do that? Through the Lord leading you. But here's what he's saying, essentially. He's saying, keep your eyes on the Lord. Don't give up, okay? Because it talked about there, when it said this new grip with your tired hands... Your hands are tired and strengthen your weak knees. Mark out a straight path for your feet so that those who are weak and lame will not fall, but become strong. The reality is, is that God puts obstacles in front of us that if we don't look to Him for His strength, what's going to happen is we're going to fall. But what God is saying is, get your eyes on me and take a new grip. Because God is trying to form something in us. And God will give us rest at times. He will give us rest. Jesus took rest at times. But the path that Jesus took was not easy. As you read through the Gospels, you hear it talking about Jesus being weary and tired. 
and, and you know, just wanting to get away, but then there's a crowd and he feels compassion and he continues ministry. How is he able to do that? It's through looking to the Lord and inviting His strength. So I just want to encourage you with this. Just because your path is difficult doesn't mean that you're on the wrong path. Don't, don't, don't think that. God's trying to form something in you. Don't give up. Take a new grip. Okay? Take a new grip. Look to the Lord. Ask Him the direction to take. And move forward. It doesn't mean that you are a bad child. Not at all. God just loves you and He wants to form holiness in you. He wants every part of your life set aside for Him. And there's parts in your life that aren't. And you don't even know what it is. But He loves you so much, He's going to place things in your life that point it out so that you can be set free. Lord, thank You that You bring about freedom in our life. Thank You, Lord, that we cannot just walk through this life